Live at Beta Chevrolet Parkside Drive. Over 150 vehicles in stock. Lifetime warranty on new and pre-owned vehicles. Most of those never pay over MSRP for new vehicles here at Beta Chevrolet. BetaChevrolet.com. Touchdown turnover, Ben. QB1 should be 100% decided after the Florida game. QB1 should be 100% decided after the Florida game, touchdown or turnover. Tur- uh, touchdown. Touchdown. I got so excited to say touchdown, I almost said the wrong word. 1,000%. There's, there's no debate in my mind. Two straight games without an interception from Hendon Hooker. Had one fumble. Uh, against Florida, and it, and it wasn't really his fault. I think it was on the flea flicker, if if I remember correctly, uh, when he was able to get back on the ball. And that was Jacob Warren getting blown up on the edge and allowing his man to hit Hendon as the, 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 the pass back from Evans on the flea flicker was coming back to him. And Evans delivered a, a really poor pitch back to him on the flea flicker. So, uh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not going to count that fumble against him because that was on the offense, not Hendon Hooker. So uh, at least one game sample size, the, the fumbling issue seemed to be cleaned up. And again, two straight games with without a pick, which is uh, a good step in the right direction. And to take it a step further, he's played two and a half games of football, and the only pick he's thrown is, is that one uh, to to pit to, to end the game. So I, I don't know the exact amount of passing attempts at, at this point for him on the season. I, I would imagine he's somewhere around 70, 75, and he's thrown one interception and, and hasn't, at least Swain off the top of my head, I, I can't think of any throws that should have been picked off by the defense. Uh, so I, I think he's doing a good job of, of taking care of the football through the air. He needs to continue to work on taking care of the football when, when he's got it in his hands and he's, and he's running around. And I'm harping on the turnovers so much because that is, that is what has been his bugaboo uh, there, there wasn't a stark difference in turnovers b- between him and the other quarterbacks in, in fall camp. Uh, from what I was told, they were all three turning it over at about the, the same clip. But when when you can't push the ball down the field like, like a Joe Milton and you're turning the football over, then, then that's what's going to lose you the starting job. But, uh, again, I'm harping on the turnover so much because that has kind of been his, his bugaboo and – uh, now that it, it seems maybe he's got it ironed out, still a small sample size. We'll, we'll see moving forward. And we'll see this weekend against Missouri. Uh, I, I, think uh, that, I think that oh, separates sorry. him. Touchdown for me, 100%. Um, and it's not even close. The Hendon Hooker is QB1, should be QB1 moving forward. Um, he, he brings a calm. I think to this to this offense, uh, I feel comfortable when he is in at quarterback. I feel comfortable when he's running the, running the football. Um, I know offensive line has not given us the protection that that we hope for, and when that's the case, you got to have someone like a Hendon Hooker who is slippery, who is laterally quick and athletic to you know maneuver in the pocket, get escape the pocket, and get downfield. That can change directions and change speeds. Um, quicker than any other quarterback we have on the roster. Throwing the football, he was he was a whole lot better. He did a really good job. He can't throw it and catch it at the same time. 
As simple as that. He he delivered some strikes, some accurate throws. Not all the throws are going to be accurate. Sometimes when you're in a pocket and you know you're not able to to line your feet up, you're not able to 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 um you know when you're throwing the football, step you know step through the throws. You're not able to sometimes when the pocket is getting smaller. But I thought Hendon Hooker um, threw the ball better than any other game this season and receivers and tight ends got to do a good job of helping him out. Uh, so it should be Hendon Hooker moving forward. I know he did not finish the game, and we'll get the, the injury report uh, as we move closer to the game. It's always tough to, to know exactly how a guy's feeling and how they're going to be when the next game comes on a Saturday. It's hard to know that on a Monday. And we won't know uh, until Saturday. I, I can assure you that because I guarantee you Josh Heupel will, will use this to his advantage. Even if, even if there is a, an update on the health of, of Hooker and he's good to go this week, I guarantee you uh, Heupel will play it off as it's, it's a wait till Saturday morning and see how he feels type of thing. And, and that's how he should play it because you don't, you don't want to give Missouri an advantage. Well, if I'm Missouri, I ain't worried about no Joe Milton. Um, you know, to be to be honest, you know, I would be more concerned with with Hendon, but you do have to prepare for both quarterbacks if you don't know who is going to be the starter uh, off t- off the top. So uh, you prepare for both, but the guy that's that can beat you right now is is Hendon. So uh, there should not be a doubt that he is QB number one, and everything should be. Uh, revolving around him in terms of practice and, and the reps to make sure that he is uh, prepared uh, to play a full game. So uh, I had not heard anything significant that may cause him to be out, but who knows? You know, things change, uh, the conditions change, good or bad. We'll see what happens, and we'll we'll see as we move close to the game where Hendon is as far as his health. So uh, I'm going I'm going touchdown on that one for sure. Let's, if we don't have anybody on the line, let's take a look at the text box this morning. Uh, 865-255-03 is the number to the Irish Networks hotline, and we are live here from uh, Beatty Chevrolet. Uh, Chip Payne says, Milton looked very lost when he came into the game. He's just not ready yet, and I'm not sure if he will be this year. Yeah, I'm not sure where he's going to be this year. I just know that right now he he's not ready. I mean, for someone that – um, hasn't played last game because of injury. Um, he looked like he was moving around pretty pretty well uh, when he scrambled. And um, but throwing the football is still is still an issue. I mean, he's not gotten better in that category. So uh, I'm I'm not going to spend too much time on, on on Milton throwing the football just because he 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 is QB two right now and. Uh, I think the attention and the conversation needs to be about the starting quarterback, which is which is Henry Hooker. So, yeah, Milton didn't do anything in his time going into the Florida game that makes me think that he is going to be a better option for Tennessee quarterback than Henry Hooker right now. Uh, Daniel says not not at all blaming injuries or, or on anyone yet, but at what point do do we point at the strength and conditioning for injuries? Is that something that was a glaring issue toward the end of Butch's tenure? I hope it's just bad luck. Uh, it's bad luck right now. I mean, these are ankle injuries. There's, there's, there's only so much you can do with, you know, pro prehab and strengthening your, your ankles and things like that. It's only so much you can do. So, 
uh, I don't think anyone should be looking at strength conditioning as as far as you know injuries. Um, Tyler Barron's injury was, injuries was right in, in practice. Uh, excuse me, right in the game. Uh, Cooper Mays twisted his ankle during the game. Joe Milton twisted his ankle during the game. It's not injuries are, are definitely not a strength conditioning issue right now. Jeffy Dean says. When's the last time we had an offensive play caller as good as Heupel? I haven't seen so many wide-open receivers at Tennessee uh, as we have this season. The last the last really good play caller probably was Mike DeBoer. And hope, and hope Mike DeBoer is, is making a speedy recovery. and It doesn't have to be speedy. Just recover and get better one day at a time. But Mike DeBoer is, is who I think of. Mike DeBoer. When you look at the track record and the results – the results, Mike DeBoer got them here at, at Tennessee. Uh, Chip Payne says, do you think Cooper may stay in too long before he was taken out? Yes. Yes. Yes, he did. And I, I admire the the fight and, and the toughness and the willingness to stick it out when it's probably not in your best interest to be on the field. Swain can attest to that, Swain dealt with a ankle injury, knee injury that he should not have been playing on and uh, still tried to, to gut through it. And, and I commend Cooper for doing the same. But as as soon as, as Cooper got hurt, uh, the run game started to take a hit because Cooper started to, to get beat off off the ball. And, again, I, I don't necessarily blame him for that. Just a, a tough situation. But as, as soon as he got hit, like on the very next play, Gervin Dexter – Blew up the play, blew up the run, um, and just did not go well for Cooper after he re-injured his whatever injury that he's been dealing with. Yeah, and the next question here from Chris is, did it bother you how long they left left Cooper left Cooper in after he was clearly injured and struggling? So in these situations, like you you don't know if a player is like, no, I'm good, like I'm not coming out. <laughs> you know, I had to take myself out. Like I had to take myself out my senior year. We playing against Alabama, and I go to run a, a curl route, and I was on the right side of the formation. So when you run the curl route on the right side of the formation, your your plant foot back to the football is your is your right foot. Well, that was my injured ankle, and when I tried to plant to come back, it just gave out on me, um, and so the ball was almost picked off, and I batted it down. And right after that, I took myself out. I took myself out because I know I wasn't gonna help my team if I can't at least do that. And so Cooper, who seems like a very mature player as a two-year player, like he has to determine that. But also the coaches have to look at him too and say, he can't go anymore. Like he, he is not helping us. You know, he's not helping us. It's one thing to, to, to help the team while you're playing hurt and then not helping when you're playing hurt. And then there's another level, which is hurting your team while you're playing hurt. There's three different levels. And I thought uh, it, it's at some parts of the game, Cooper was probably hurting his team trying to play hurt. And I commend him. Um, I appreciate him. This is a Florida game, and he was giving us all. But it's, he just didn't have a lot. So you can give you all, but if you don't have a lot to give, are you helping? And so that is a um, that is a, 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 a tough position to be in. When you are in the heat of the game, 
You know, who makes that call? Who makes that call? Offensive line coach is he is he looking saying yeah it's time to it's time to replace him uh, or is it offense coordinator is it the trainer they're all trying to communicate in the heat of the moment and uh, then Cooper has to be like yeah I'm I, you know, I'm ready I'm ready I need to come out too so um, it's easy for us to sit here today and have this conversation but it is hard to have that in the heat of the moment so uh, I remember when Cooper went out against you know when he wasn't playing against Pittsburgh. And you saw how difficult it was for our for our tempo as far as protection and running the football when Cooper wasn't out there. So uh, I guess you feel like, hey, a 60% Cooper is still better than not having, not having him in there and having someone have to switch over to center. But I worry about the, the long-term effects on his ankle. And now as you're entering uh, Missouri week, a game that's winnable and he should win, you know, there's no way he's going to be – you know, good enough to play. Um, I think at ninety percent, or anywhere close to a hundred percent. But I know one thing, Ben: you need to be in a the boot. There's no excuse for a player that is having an ankle that's having ankle problems during the season not to be walking around with a boot. You're either in a boot, or you're practicing, or you're getting treatment. Just go ahead and put the right shoe up or the left shoe up. You don't need it. <laughs> Just go ahead and put it in your closet. You are wearing the boot, and if you want to draw a Nike check on it to make it look good, you can, you can do that, or a Jumpman logo, but you need to be wearing a boot. And the boot's black. It matches everything, so if you want to coordinate with your outfit, you can do that too. But if you have an ankle, there's no reason why anyone on that football team that has an ankle should not be wearing a boot. It literally takes all the pressure off of your ankle. When you wear flip-flops, it's the worst thing you can do. When you wear shoes... It's pointless. You have access to a boot. Wear the freaking boot if you have an ankle injury. Simple as that. Who's on the phone? Uh, are, you, are you sure you're done getting that off your chest? Yeah, I'm done for now. All right, we got Middle Tennessee Rick and then Papa T in Florida. 864 Vol, VFL and former Vol. They're not two things going to be true at the same time. Makes no sense. All right. We'll go to the phones. Yeah, you need you need to take chill pills, sir. We got no. Middle Tennessee Rick. Middle Tennessee Rick, good morning. Hey guys, how you doing this morning? Good man, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, tell you what, I see with this team. I see a team that doesn't quit. Uh, I did see a team that gassed out. I don't think they gave up, especially in the Correct. fourth quarter. Correct. And um, obviously, the penalties are. I know somebody else has already probably talked about this. I'm just now getting to join you guys, but penalties are obviously killing us at, at, at the worst times. And uh, I agree with you guys also. I think you, you definitely need to go with Hooker. He gives you the best options to move the ball down the field effectively. And and uh, it's obvious when Cooper comes out, we're not the same running team at mm-hmm. all. And uh, – I just I'm, I'm proud of the guys of how hard they're playing. We all want them to win, but I do see the light at the end of the tunnel, and and I think we're going to have to go possibly heavy into the transfer portal to get there quicker. Yep, hundred uh, percent. I just wanted to shout out at you guys this morning. Appreciate again what you do, and uh, we'll talk to you later. I agree with everything you just said there, sir. Hundred percent. 
I think the transfer portal is where we got to go because I don't think um, recruiting-wise that the 2022 class is, is going the way we want it to go. Um, and that's okay. You know, that's okay right now. You can't, you can't let it be a problem with the 23 class. Um, but I expected this to be the case in first-year coach Heupel. But you have a transfer portal that can that can serve as a little bit of a um, little bit of uh, I guess comfort or barrier um, or I guess a a bridge. Excuse me, a bridge between where you are right now and where you want to be from a roster talent standpoint. So uh, it can serve as a bridge. Let's go back to the phones and uh, let's get to Papa T in Florida. Papa T, good morning. Morning, family. How y'all doing, man? Good, 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 man. Good to hear from you. Good morning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just wanted to call in this morning. I'm going to do a day's tone. I'm on vacation this week, this weekend and or this week. You know, I had to take some time off and work at the hospital with COVID and everything else. And it's been over a year since we had a chance to take a break. And you deserve it, brother. Time. You deserve so, it. Uh, having some fun with the grandbaby, and uh, he got in the pool for the first time, and that was fun. <laughs> so it's, it's been great, man. <laughs> but, um, yeah, listen to you guys, man. I think you guys, everybody, you know, I think we got some great callers calling in, great insight. The last guy called in was on point. Henry uh, Hooker has definitely done, uh, I think, the best job. Uh, and standing the offense, like you said, there is a calm when he comes in. Uh, is he perfect? No. Is he everything that we probably would need? Know uh, what quarterback he is, other than maybe like a paper or something like that. But you know, <laughs> once a lifetime guys, you know. But I think he, hey, he Papa is, T, he would be a whole lot better if he had protection and guys that are actually catching the ball now. So I, this, this is true. This is true. I didn't get a chance to see this in the second half because I was on the plane. I saw the first half, and when he dropped that dime to Peyton uh, for that first touchdown, I was like, okay. And I see him progressing. You know, something um, Coach Hype talked about how uh, everybody, you know, tries to maybe push everything to the end of the season. That would be better than the second half of the season compared to the first half or whatever. He sees them progressing week in and week out. And I understand that because he's installing things. Uh, the more you do stuff, the more comfortable you get, the more you see, you know what I'm saying? And so you can see him settling in now. And you can see him more and more comfortable with offense, the offense of people responding to him. But like you said, he needs some help. He can't do it all on his own. We've got to be a lot more consistent, you know, wide receiver-wise and everything else. And then, like you mentioned, now, it, it, did, did um, Kate, amazing brother, go out in the first half and was not available in the second half? Is that what happened? But I didn't see the second half. He, 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 got, he re-injured his ankle and was playing through it and was – um, sixty percent at best. Okay. Look like. Okay. Well, perfect. Like you said, that that they'll put on that boot. Now, like I said, now you forgot one of the main things when you wear that boot. You gotta have a nice looking sock. Because you gotta have you, got, you, gotta, have, you, have, you gotta have clean socks. That's the key. <laughs> you gotta make sure the sock is clean. You can't be wearing dirty socks now. <laughs> yeah, I can't have a hole all in them or whatever. Yeah, yeah you can't be having holy socks. <laughs> I don't care if it's yeah, Sunday. Man. You can't have holy socks, man. <laughs> but yeah, but I am very excited about this team. I'm excited about the progression week in and week out, the fight, uh, the intensity they carry, the expectations. You know, they're having to work through a lot of stuff. You got a lot of new people, some young people. You got some old people with old habits. 
and you got the you know the tailors and people like that that are trying to step up and and change the mindset and carry the intensity and 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 bring leadership to the team. I'm, I'm liking some of the guys that he brought in, uh, but I think everyone week in week out is progressing defensively and offensively to step up. We have some we have some areas of inconsistency, areas of lack, and so those things show up in games like on uh, Saturday, but. Overall, I'm okay with it. You know, I just I, I want to see us go in this weekend and win this and this coming weekend and, and beat Missouri. I think we can get the six wins easily. Got to got to get it. We got to get it. I think we got to get it. Now, what made this weekend more special? Now, we're gonna get off of here. Uh, was not only our real vacation, but two Clemson lost. Oh my gosh, that was a thing of beauty. If you never, if you didn't see it, <laughs> oh man, I'm just saying you did the. The meltdown that's taking place in uh, Clemson, South Carolina right now, you know, because I told them, you know, some things that, you know, uh, was going to be happening this year. I didn't think it was going to be that good. And they were talking to, you know, I got to announce this to the radio analysts talking at the end of everything. And they've got this guy named Walt Tula, and he always says, how about now? How about now? Cause I always talk about Tennessee, right? So then when I told him that they were going to lose against North Carolina because Clemson was sorry, he was really upset with me, right? And then they, when they lost, I said, how about now, Walt? How about now? You know, oh, he was so hot with me. <laughs> you know, and he talked about, I you must think, we, we, he said, you must think, uh, as a Tennessee fan talking to us, y'all back in 1998. I said, nope, but you do, because y'all losing again. You know, and he nope. just stopped talking. <laughs> nope. He just stopped talking, you know. And uh, and that was it for that. So that was that was great. And then my Titans won. So, you know, I got, got my Titan victory in there, so that was good, so. Uh, you know, I, we don't need to go to meltdown. We don't need to do anything but be positive. A lot of seasons uh, to take place. Uh, allow Coach Hype to do his job. The coaches, staff, I think they're working really hard. And like y'all say, I think we have to go into that recruiting portal, you know, that's out there and bring in some talent uh, to build this team up in 2022. And I think they'll get even better. And if we give him time, I think, you know, you bring in a new quarterback next year, by the time twenty twenty three season gets here, you might be actually get a chance to see something special because you do have wide receivers running open. You do have you know people in offense actually progressing, and he has a system, he has a plan, and it's just going to take some time. And I know that's not always a fun thing for us as volunteer fans because like we've been on time for a decade. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying waiting, waiting, waiting. But I believe that we finally got a coach in here that's that's making some positive moves and doing some things. So uh, just be, you know, just be patient, you know. But uh, it's exciting times, man. Football is here, and I'm just happy to see Orange and happy to see us, you know, fighting and working together as a team and getting better each and every week. Man, so. Good stuff, Valdation. Thank you so much for the phone call. Enjoy your vacation. You deserve every minute of it, and uh, just hope – that you have a good time and safe travels on your way back to Carolina. Uh, ben, I want to I want to I want to highlight Hooker's touchdown throw to Javante Payton and really highlight from an X's and O standpoint why this play worked and the great job that this offensive staff Josh Heupel um, did with with scheming this up and putting this together. What made this play work is the stack formation. Left side of the formation, stack formation, 
Uh, it is looking at the down and distance here. What was the down and distance? Second, it looks like it was second and seven. Um, second and seven. And you had, a, you had a stacked formation. You had Jacob Warren on the line of scrimmage. Javante Payne off the line of scrimmage. And how Florida played this was probably something that Josh Heupel saw on film and gave him the idea to be able to do this. Now, last week, there was talks about, all right, well, we're going to save this this part of the offense. And I was saying, you really, it's really not like that. It's about making adjustments and countering what the defense does based on the look they give you and adjusting. And this looks like a play that – was constructed based on what Florida has shown on film with their alignment. And the way that Florida played this, again, Jacob Warren is on line of scrimmage. Javante Payton is directly behind him. So they put a corner up in Jacob Warren's face. On the line of scrimmage, and then they had a safety about seven to eight yards back. So they, they wanted to say, all right, throw the bubble screen. We have our safety, who is bred to tackle. He's going to be one-on-one with Javante Payton, and Javante Payton has yet to make anyone miss in space and take it the distance. So if you're Florida, you feel pretty good about that matchup. All right, we have a safety who's basically a faster linebacker because that's what they do. They tackle. So in the run – so in the – you know, the quick passing game, like, you're, you're set. You're good if you're Florida. But this is where Florida got in trouble. Because it wasn't just a quick screen pass out to the receiver. It wasn't just a quick throw. It was a down-the-field throw. So now, what you created, if you're Josh Heupel, you created a situation where you have a 4-4-40 guy streaking down the football field against a safety. You have a receiver against a safety in space. And you should win that 10 times out of 10, and the receiver should have, have, should have had the safety beat at birth. Number 32, Mordecai McDaniel, peaked. Another thing he did, he's already beat at birth being a safety in space against Javante Payton. He peaked. He peaked for a quick second, lost his eye discipline, and lost Javante Payton, and it was over from there. But that was one that was one in the film room, folks. That was one in the coaches, coaches' war room. That was a look that they saw on film, and they said, okay, they probably have his beat there if we throw it straight to Javante right there. The safety's going to come up and probably make a play. But if we push this ball down the field, we have a receiver versus a safety matchup, and we should win that. And that's what happened on Saturday, man. When I saw that, I was like, man, who's 32? Because he's, he's running like a safety. Oh, yeah, he's a safety. You can tell safety. They run like a safety. They're not as fast as corner, but fast as corners. But just a great, great the play design, um, good adjustment by Josh Heupel and company. You can only do that so much. At the end of the day, the players got to make the plays. There was multiple, you know, opportunities that 
Tennessee offensive staff created and the players didn't make the play, but that was one where they did make the play. So I just wanted to highlight that, and then we need to go back to the phone. Well, and the sweet we thing had, about that mistake oh. from Mordecai Mc, McDaniel is the fact that he is a former Tennessee commit, and on the same day that he decommitted from Tennessee, he committed to Florida. So take that to the bank with you, Mordecai McDaniel, you bum. Uh, the yeah. other thing real quick I was going to mention is that we did see a, a new wrinkle in the offense with uh, putting Jalen Hyatt in motion and uh, getting it to him on a on a swing pass and, and trying to get him out in space and, and let him run. I, I liked it, that wrinkle. And it paid off on, on one where he uh, caught it on the swing pass and, and got upfield and was able to pick up the first down, gained 10 on the play. So no, nothing, you know, no wholesale changes, but I did like the, the little wrinkle with, with Hyatt in there. Let's go to the phones and um, let's get to Sam. Sam, good morning. So, so what's up, uh, Swain event? What's up, guys? What's going on? What's going on? Hey, man, uh, just – on a positive note, uh, I know y'all don't talk a lot of golf, but this past weekend, Swain, the golf was awesome. And uh, the GOAT, I don't know if you know this, but the GOAT was there. Uh, Michael Jordan, of course, he hangs out with a lot of the golfers down there in down South Florida. Uh, did you know that, Swain? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Uh, did you know that, that uh, you know, Jordan – uh, plays golf with a lot of guys on the tour down there in the South Florida. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Jordan loves golf. He played a lot when, yeah. he, when he when he was a player, and that's where he spent his time to kind of kind of you know decompress. But he's always been a competitor. Golf is something that he that he that he played as a player, and you know I'm pretty sure he can play with anybody anytime that he wants. You know because he's he's Michael Jordan. But yeah, I'm, I was familiar with that. Yeah. Uh, he, um, uh, <clears throat> sorry, uh, he just built a new golf course. He's been open probably three or four years down there in uh, South Florida. And uh, a lot of the guys down there play his, his uh, golf course. And it's, I think it's called the Grove, you know, 23. I think I, I think that's the you know name of it. It's really, you know, exclusive club and only, you know, people with lots of, you know, zeros in their uh, uh, you know, checkbook can play, can play. You know, but uh, on the positive note, Swain, how about uh, how about the Cincinnati Bengals, man? Jamal Chase is going off on the the boys in the NFL, ain't he? Yeah, I mean, it's no surprise. He was a, he was a great player at LSU. You know, first round first round pick, and uh, he has Joe Burrow. So there's that chemistry from college. But I'm not surprised that he's doing his thing. Yeah, it's it's just fun to watch, but I I just wonder about when your team loses to the Bengals. I mean, what does that tell you about your team, there, Swain? Uh, that means that means that you didn't play your best game that day. Who's your favorite team, Sam? Well, I got a couple, and now my new favorite. Well, I'm a Titans and a Saints fan, but now I'm kind of a Bengals fan because I'm a big, you know, Joe Burrow fan. So I want Joe to win, and uh. But, uh, you know, I got, you know, several teams in the NFL. I'm not just one team in the NFL. Come on, Pete. Sam. Sam, come on, Sam. You you can't be throwing shade at the Steelers and then talk about you got three or four different NFL teams. You can't do that. That's against the rules. 
Sam, you can't do that. That's against trash talking rules. You can't do that. <laughs> you got three or four different teams. The Steelers, Steelers look bad that that day. They'll bounce back. Steelers are in big trouble. Injuries. Big Ben's old. He needs to hang it up after this year, and he's playing behind an offensive line that is terrible. Not a great combination. <sighs> Bears look trash. Look like trash. Steelers didn't look good. Hopefully it changes. I, th- I think Steelers will bounce back, though. They usually do. But they, you are right, though. Big Ben is old. It's time for them to go get themselves a dual-threat young quarterback. It's time. Everybody else is doing it. And uh, look at the success they're having. So it might be time for the Steelers to upgrade the quarterback position. Uh, Follow Tom's undefeated, man. It comes, it comes for us all. We've seen Peyton Manning age. We've seen the Joe Montana's age. Drew Brees. Everyone's age except Tom Brady. But it comes. It, it happens. Uh, let's get to Pete um, here on the Iris Networks hotline. Sorry, Sam, for calling you Pete, but we do now have Pete. Pete in St. Louis. Pete, good morning. Hey, Jason and Ben. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, morning. Pete. So this is clearly the the game of the year for me in recent history. Well, not even recent history. Shoot, the last 10 or more years, it's been the game of the year for me because we have not been the traditional Tennessee good. It's been really hard. These people up here are not the type of fan base we are. It's more of a casual, social, be seen at the game. Uh, They don't have the passion that, that we have. So suffering through this has been rough, and I've had my hopes up a few times. But I'm going to tell you something. The eyes don't lie, and you can you can see that these coaches can coach. And the I mean, everybody's talking about hype and what they're doing on the on the offensive scheming, and you can clearly see it every game. But how about that defensive line? It, we thought it was going to be the weakest part, and I know they're not superstars essentially, but what they've been doing and what the defense has been doing, I'm really optimistic about the softer part of our schedule. I feel better about the the questionable games than I did at the beginning of the year, the Kentucky, the Missouri, the South Carolina, Vanderbilt, obviously. I think there's a path to still win a lot of games and have a really productive season. And I'm I'm all goal balls for this week. And I need this, guys. I need this win this week because I don't want to live a whole year with it. I'm I'm with you, Pete, man. We gotta have it. This is this is a must win for Tennessee. Uh Rodney Garner has has gotten more with less than any other coach on this staff, in my opinion. And um, you know, Tyler Barron and and, and Byron Young, those guys are, are your pass rusher pass rushers. Uh the depth is not there, but man, you know, the guys are, are playing with a purpose and we was able to stop the run for you know, good part of that football game. Now, when you have a team that rushes for three hundred and thirty something yards a game, they're going to get theirs. They're going to they're going to they're going to rush the football, uh, but they did not did not they did not hit their season average. Um, Alabama rushed the football. Excuse me, they rushed football against Alabama for two forty five, and they had two ninety against us. So you can take that for what it's worth. Emory Jones kind of got out there uh, in open space a couple times and really hurt us. But I thought the defensive line. Uh, competed, stepped up to the plate, and it's just a depth issue that will have to be addressed in the offseason as far as recruiting uh, high school players and getting into the transfer portal. But you can see the coaching on the defense side of the football, and that's something that we questioned big time 
at the beginning of the season and preseason with Tim Banks being a first-time D.C. in the SEC. But he is doing his thing, man. He is he has done a really good job, uh, at least from my vantage point and my point of view. Let's uh, keep it going this morning, and let's get the Turkey Man. Turkey Man, what is on your mind morning. this morning? Good morning, guys. Good morning, Turkey Man. Hey, I got a couple of things this morning. You be patient with me, please. Uh, you got a call waiting. First of all, uh, first of all uh, Arkansas, I think, has uh, benefited from the COVID-19 uh, better than anybody I've seen. Because of How the so? super, super, super seniors that they've been able to have, uh, I think it's up to like sixteen, and it's showing depth on the on that team, which is allowing them to, to be able to compete. And I think also because of that, and the winning is going to also help them in recruiting uh, down the line. So I'm understand. I thought that was pretty uh, fortunate in a in a tragic time. But I, I think it's that they uh, come out come out smelling like a hog on that one, so to speak. But anyhow, something that I noticed about a hey, Tucker hey, man, man, ignore that call. You got a call coming in, and it's uh, it's it's beeping. So hit hit the no. red button on that call. Uh, no, no, I I you did not know you didn't notice anything I said about Arkansas. Oh, I caught it. You said they feel like okay. a hog. I didn't. Well, you know, put lipstick on a hog. You know, you know, you hear that? You've heard that saying? You can't put yep. lipstick on a hog. Okay, okay, yep. okay, yep. Yep. okay, okay. Yep. 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 Uh, the other thing I noticed, I don't know if anybody else but me heard this or anybody else but me seen this, but I seen a little bit of a warm-up uh, on one station. They were showing the four density plate and, and their uh, uh, injured quarterback, it's supposed to be QB1, was catching uh, catching uh, balls one-handed like a receiver, and then he went and I, also heard Heifel say and talk about Milton. He said he got most of the got most of the reps at quarterback this week. Hey Turkey and, Man, call 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 us back, Turkey Man. Um, it's it's beeping. It it's just it's not pleasant for a listener uh, to be hearing the beeping going on. Let's get to Big Orange back. Big Orange Mac, good morning. Good morning. Oh, boy. 865-255-03. Yeah, give us a call back, guys. Y'all give us a call back with the, with the, uh, the issues there. Turkey Man, just hit, just, just hit ignore. You got to hit ignore. Somebody's calling in. You don't want to take the call. Just hit ignore. Just hit ignore. Simple, simple as that. Uh, where is... TC from Athens when you need him, man. He's supposed to be a technology coach. Oh, man. 865-255-03. Uh, 
And Don said, I thought that was my phone. No, it's not it's not your phone, man. No, it's not it's not your phone. Uh we got Mac back. Is big is Big Orange Mac back? No? Yes? Oh, Ben's answering the phone. So hopefully we get that taken care of. All right. Oh boy, it messed up. It messed up Big Orange Max. See how drops are contagious in football games. Say the same for radio. That's never happened with Big Orange Max. That never happened with Turkey Man either. But try to we tried to give Turkey Man time to to get it right. He can get, give us a call back. Um, Snoop Vol says, "Do you have any intel on our punishment that may be coming out uh, for the Pruitt era? Now, everyone talks about the portal and rebuild, but." We may be facing major sanctions, correct? Um, may, maybe, but you'll, you'll probably get a little scholarship reduction, but shouldn't hurt you too bad to where you still can't go into the transfer portal and upgrade. Um, I think that's going to be Tennessee's best bet. A lot of the 2022 recruits, you know, most of that work was put in by the previous staff. And Hypel, quite frankly, came in too late. So I think Tennessee will have to go to the transfer portal and be able to get guys out like a Jawan Mitchell, a Javante Payton, players that have um, shown that they can help you here at Tennessee, and they've, they are coming in with some experience. I think that's the best bet for Tennessee. Now, if you have a freshman come in and he's special and, you know, you play him as a true freshman, then that's, that's, that's one thing. But – uh, I don't know about playing a bunch of freshmen relying on those guys because at the end of the day, they're still freshmen. They're going to make freshman mistakes. And if you're hypo, you're trying to build this thing back as quick as possible. So the transfer portal with experienced players, I think um, it's going to be the best move for, for Tennessee and how they navigate with the roster and the NCAA stuff. Let's go to DR Vol, and then we have Court involved. DR Vol, good morning. Morning, guys. Do y'all think that Sam guy has a license plate that's house divided, just has the NFL shield on it? Probably. It probably it's probably like divided like three or four times on the license plate. Yeah, but like twenty twenty five percent. Drval, you're you're just as as bad as Sam because all you do is joke on other people's teams, and you don't have a team, so you're just as bad as Sam. So I don't I don't know why you're calling in making fun of him that's when you do true. the same My- thing. My son wore a Derrick Henry jersey this morning. Tomorrow he'll wear a Joe Burrow jersey. If if my son <laughs> walked out of the house in a Derrick Henry jersey, how many jokes would you throw my way? Well, I would go to his Twitter and make sure he didn't uh, post a gif of an Alabama player, and then I would proceed from there. Your son <laughs> wearing a Derrick Henry jersey is worse than me posting a gif of an Alabama player. Come on, D.R. Mm. Cancel the call. So he's got a Tennessee Titans jersey on, and that's worse than a member of Knoxville Media tweeting an Alabama Crimson Tide gift. Is that what what you're saying? I I need to make sure you clarify so I know which book to get of your bad takes or or worse than bad takes. Why don't you just worry about people making fun of your podcast? (laughs) You can't make fun of my podcast, so I make fun of my podcast. (laughs) Tell me me this, because it's... Oh, whoa, whoa. Obviously, there's the beeping's coming back again. Dear Vault, are you getting a phone call? No. Is that on no, us? That, that's on no, us. Turkey Man said yeah. he did not hear a phone call either. 
So this is this is popped up out of nowhere. Yes. Awesome. You may yeah, want to get that. They probably checking y'all's extended car warranty. <laughs> Golly, man. Guys, that's, was, was that's there weird. any doubt? Was there any doubt that that ball was not going to bounce in when, they, when the Ravens kicked that field goal? Only because no it was the Lions. <laughs> that, that's exactly right, Ben. You knew it was going in. If it you had been it. It any been of the thirty NFL teams, it would have bounced out, and it would not have would not have been good. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I was rolling. I tweeted a triple O. I could. The reason I love triple O's calls is he reminds me of my grandfather. He, my grandfather, I learned cuss words from him at Thanksgiving because he was from Michigan and the big line fan. I could hear them both just cussing the TV out. I thought it was hilarious. God. Um, well, well, DFL, man, we got to cut your, cut your call short, man. We got to figure out what's going on there. Uh, okay. With that, with that beeping. I don't, I don't really know what's going on. It's never happened before. So uh, we'll, we'll have to figure that out because I know that's not pleasant for, for our listeners. Um, so it's been two calls in a row. Uh, so, Cortevall, let us figure out what's going on there during a break and uh, see if we can get that handled, and then we'll go back to the phones. But uh, let me take a look at the text box uh, early in the show, see what we missed, because I know we were flowing and going and really talking about this game. Didn't get a chance to go to the text box, and there's a lot of stuff here. Let's see here. Um... Tremel says my Titans won. I think I tore my Achilles coaching one of my kids in a pickle. Well, at least your Titans won, Tremel. <laughs> I guess that's one way to look at it. Uh, ATL VFL says, are you surprised at receiver play being so bad considering Coach Heupel is an offensive-minded coach? Um, I am surprised that the receivers are playing at this level. But once I saw I saw some of the habits early on uh, that were concerning, what we're seeing now does not surprise me. So I hope that makes sense. So going into fall camp, I was expecting this receiver group to be to be good and they had a lot of talent. But once I saw some of the the, the, the habits, it concerned me, and I was wondering if the habits would show up in the games. And they have. So, uh, I, I I am very disappointed in what we have seen from the wide receivers. There's no way to sugarcoat it. There's no way to what Turkey Man would say: put lipstick on a pig. Uh, it's just it's just it's just really no way to to clean it up. And I'm I'm definitely not going to be lying for uh, anybody making myself look silly trying to take up for what we saw on Saturday. Drop passes. There's no excuse. It's all about concentration and. It's hard for me to believe that we've we've done a great job with um, accountability, catching the football, not letting the ball hit the ground in practice for eight weeks, and then we just magically going out there on the game days and dropping the passes. Some there there has to be some type of accountability issue with drop passes in practice. I'm refusing to believe that we're snagging everything in practice for eight weeks because this is this is not just a one time, one game thing. We've seen the ball hit the ground through receivers' hands in more games than just the Florida game. So, um, it's, 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 
not been fun to watch. Uh, NC Vol says, good morning, Swain and Bennett. Today's press conference can be as hypo. What's the reason for the drops? The reason is lack of concentration. That's, that's the reason. Dro- Catching football is all about concentration. All about concentration. That's, that's what it's about. It's about looking the ball in to the tuck, seeing the ball hit your hands, seeing the ball be tucked. That's all it is. If anyone said anything different, it's just not true. It's about seeing the ball and concentrating. Now, Meacham, his second to last year, had to get LASIK eye surgery because he had a hard time following the ball over his shoulder. That's another story. But we're talking about point-blank throws where your thumbs are down. There's no having to track the ball over your shoulder. That is all concentration. Catching the ball is concentration. Simple as that. And if you have habits, bad habits, if you catch the ball not looking the ball in a practice, then you're going to do it in the games. And you're going to drop them. Simple as that. So you can ask Heupel, that Ben, um, NC Vol just dropped you a question for the press conference. You can ask him that, but I'm telling you what it is. It is concentration. And we've got too many guys that, that are putting balls on the ground because your job literally is to catch the ball. That is a wide receiver's job. One thing I get a kick, of, kick out of is seeing Aaron Hayden. Anytime a kicker misses a field goal, doesn't matter if it's pro or college, he tweets out, you have one job. <laughs> you just have one job. Well, receivers, you got one job. Your job is to catch the ball. One job. All right. Um, let's take a break. Let's let's take a break and uh, see what's going on with this beeping. That's weird, man. I, think that's, I don't think I've ever experienced that before. Uh, so let's see if we can figure that out. Apologize, Turkey Man. Apologize, DR Vol uh, and Corn to Vol. We'll take a quick time out, see if we can. Make some adjustments, some in-game adjustments during the break. Swain event fueled by Daddy and Barbecue. Live here from Beta Chevrolet. Be right back. <laughs> 